No, you know, I think I just learned so very, very early to celebrate life. When I was born, they didn't expect me to live. And I was in and out of the hospital so much for the first eight years. So I think I just appreciated and loved all the kindness the people gave me. Hi there, this is Marky. Welcome to another edition of Five Minutes with Marky. It's a conversation with a defining member of our great Colorado LGBTQ community. Thanks for all the great feedback so far. It's been fun learning some new things about our community that I never knew. I hope you are too. This week, you'll notice, is uh, part one of two because Corky is uh, such a treasure trove of information and inspiration. He's done more than his share for the community, and despite some ups and downs, he still has a lot more to give, as you will hear. He was born in Denver in 1944, grew up here, lived in San Francisco for a period of time, and then returned to Denver in the early 80s. You know, I've always said, if I had a time machine and I could visit any time and place for just one weekend, it would be San Francisco during the disco era, without a doubt. Well, Corky, he was there. Let's find out a little bit about what that was like as we head out to X-Bar and grab a drink and sit down with Corky Blankenship. Start the clock. It's five minutes with Marky. Well, you know, I always said that I got there at the tail end of the hippie and the start of the gay disco. That was right when the whole wave started with Stonewall and swept across the country. So all of a sudden, we felt so free just to be ourselves. And the dancing was so much fun. Where did you go dancing in San Francisco, and what were the clubs like? Well, we went to the end up, which I thought was still there, but when I was just there a couple weeks ago, they said it wasn't there then. You know, I think it, I think it was there until just recently, yes. the end up. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that big, but it was always packed. Then there was another place called uh, The City, and it was like as big as the Ecto Center. Okay. And it was packed every Friday and Saturday night. I worked at one of the bars, the Rich Street Baths. Actually, it was a bath, Rich Street Baths. What was your job there? It was fun because I was the one who checked people in at the door, at the window, and I had a speaker right at my feet. So I had to put out the little tray to take their valuables, put them in the put them in the lock in the locker in the lockbox, and hand them the key. With the speaker right there, I could dance the whole time. <laughs> Corky, I know this is kind of a somber topic, but what happened in San Francisco when the the AIDS epidemic hit? What did that do to, to, to San Francisco? You know, it's really a trip, Marky, because. Just as age was hitting is when I had to move back to Denver. But yet people were so concerned in 1983 of what was it. People didn't know. And there was not much mental health thought about it at all. Friend that we wanted to move to San Francisco with us, uh, he stayed in Denver. He was the first person I actually knew who died of AIDS. And he got it right here in Denver. His name was Scott. And he was a pretty good friend. He hung out with all of us. That was still in about 83 into 84. Did you realize at that point how serious it was? No, I didn't really know, but you know, it's funny. I uh, I knew that I had not been promiscuous my seven my last seven years there because I was a street artist and I, all my time was devoted to my craft. Lucky for that. Do you, do you feel that in some way lucky that you? Oh yeah, it was a bless. It was a blessing for me. Well, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. I know I a lot of people you. listening to us right now are glad you're here too. Well, you know when I got back here, I would notice any kind of a blemish or anything. So I went to a anonymous testing site right here on Colfax. And 
They didn't give you a, a name. You didn't give you a name. They just gave you a number. Was so, it better that it was anonymous? Oh, oh, I think so. Yeah, at that point, at that time, especially. But I walked down, and every single number of the nine numbers made up my birthday. So at that point, I knew I was okay. I'm glad you're okay. Yes, I am too. Now let me ask you, why did you come back to Denver? Uh, my parent, we had a daycare center, and my dad had passed away. My mom was too old to really run it, to go over much. When, when did you first start going out? Because I, I, I feel like I met you about 2005. Actually, I started going to tracks once, a, once every three weeks with a friend in 2005, right when the new one opened. I remember seeing you in what we used to call the 80s room. Yes, exactly. As, as Prince blasts in the background here at X-Bar. But then it was about 19, uh, 2007 when I really met the whole group that had known each other from the old tracks. And they were the tracks employees and those friends. And they, they, one of them came up to me, Jacob Miranda, and said, what's your name? That changed it all. You know what, Corky, over these years, you've kind of developed a celebrity of sorts. You've kind of become a, a de facto leader in a lot of, in a lot of people's minds, and you've, you've had a foundation, and you've become a real sort of icon in the, in the community. Did you see that coming? No, not at all. Really, it humbles me, because I was always happy to be in the background. So how did it happen? How did you become this celebrity? Well, I, when Jacob introduced, started introducing me to his friends, then I started getting to go to their parties. I had friends to hang out with, and that it just ballooned and blossomed. And I asked you that question, although I, I think I kind of know the answer. Perky, when you meet people, you have a smile and a hug for every single person you meet. Where do you think you get that from? Where, where does that come from in you? No, you know, I think I just learned so very, very early to celebrate life. When I was born, they didn't expect me to live. And I was in and out of the hospital so much for the first eight years. So I think I just appreciated and loved all the kindness the people gave me. Maybe we should all appreciate that more. I think so, yeah. I always feel like, don't let the shit stink, let it run right off of you and smile again. Tell me about the first time you threw a pool party. You know, after I met all those new people in 2007, in 2008, I invited them over to come over for a pool party. We had a pool at our house. And it started with only about 25, 30 people. The next year it went to about 150. But the third year it went to over about 350. <laughs> so, we, we've, we've got a situation now. Yeah, we do. At that point I thought, well maybe if I ask people to give $5, that then I can devote it to charity. Thinking that would keep the numbers Great down. Great idea. It jumped to 700 the next year. At one point did you, did you and your neighbors say, listen, maybe we take this somewhere else. Maybe it's too big for a, a house on Evans. That happened about the fourth year, fifth year. Okay. When, when we actually block, got, were able to block down the streets and there were over a thousand. That kind of uh, inspired the, the Corky Cares Foundation. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, we, we thought that if we formed a foundation, we could get not, uh, non-taxing, be able to devote a lot more to charities. And so my friend Jimmy Martin, so he was able to do all the legwork and put it all together. The foundation is not active right now, is that correct? Why? Well, actually we had to dissolve it. Jimmy knew how, how to do everything, but he didn't have the time to devote to it. It's a lot of work. Oh, it really was. If, if the conditions were ever right, 
and the right uh, either, I don't know, bar or organization where it's willing to team up with you, would you be willing to bring it back? Oh, I'd be, I would be honored. I'd love to. Uh, people, it was nice, Marky, because people from all parts of our community came to my party. So there were lesbians, there were drag queens, there were straight guys, there were everybody. everybody. Yeah. It's nice for me when people will still say, we met at your pride pool party. Maybe somebody listening to this podcast will have a little inspiration, have have an idea for it. Maybe so, we'll see. You know, the last thing I want to say to you is that um, I I always love seeing you at tracks because, I mean, you, you go back to the early days when I was playing in the 80s room and... I always knew when I saw you dancing down there that it was going to be a great night. I love those times because it was just so, so fresh and new there at tracks. Yeah, and, and you know, I think I think it's still good times. Oh, I still, and, and, and I bring that up because even to this day, when I see you, I know it's going to be a great night at tracks. That's sweet. Thank you. And I adore you, and I know that uh, everybody listening to this adores you, and I want to... Thank you so much for giving me five minutes. I'm honored and humbled beyond belief. Sometimes five minutes just isn't enough, is it? Thank you again, Corky. You know, if you've never sat down and talked to Corky, he has so many amazing stories about our community and about our history. If you don't know Corky, well, you probably do. But if you don't, just go say hi to him next time you're out and about. I think Corky, as you heard, also has kind of an amazing untapped potential for fundraising. So if you're in that line of work, I would advise you contact him. Just go on Facebook. You're probably already friends with him. Next time on 5 Minutes with Marky. We had a party. Uh, I didn't remember where. It was on Colfax. We had a Halloween party. And when it was over, the cops were waiting outside. We all had to dress back to our men clothes. In part two of my conversation with Corky, what it was like to be LGBT in the 60s here in Denver. A pretty sobering account of that from Corky. And you'll also hear about Corky getting married in the 60s to a woman. Yes, a woman. That's next time. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to 5 Minutes with Marky on iTunes. Leave a rating. That'll help other people find the show. Tell your friends. If they're an Android user, they can also find the show at djmarkydenver.com. I'm working on getting this thing on Stitcher soon, too. So check it out every week. And in the meantime, I hope you'll come see me at my home and your home, Tracks Nightclub, where the police no longer arrest you for being in drag. So glad we got that sorted out. I spin at Tracks every other Thursday. Also at First Friday, Big Women's Party. And second Saturday at Glitterball. This uh, June 10th, it's going to be Rainbow Glitterballs. Yeah, as we start getting ramped up for Pride Month. So hope to see you then. In the meantime, have a good week. Oh.